go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we have a great topic. We always do, John. We do. I'm telling you, I I love the things we talk about. I'd like to warn our audience, this podcast will not be recommended by Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> or Duncan Hines. Yeah, and probably a bunch of others that we're going to talk about. <laughs> but it's sadly neglected, and it's, it's the Word of God, and yeah. truth is what sets people free. I, you just, it's sadly neglected because everyone's so focused. And we, and we talked about this on, on a couple of our podcasts, actually, because it just seems to be in our face constantly, you know, God is love and you're never going to be judged and God doesn't judge anyone. And, and, and then I love all these tattoos. Only God can judge me. God's going to freaking hammer you. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And of course, when I, when I say he's going to hammer you, he's only going to hammer you if you're not a child of his. He's going to bless you out if you're his kid and uh, correct you yeah. <laughs> and reward you accordingly. But uh, what happens in the final judgment is the title. You failed to give that, John. Yeah. So, well, I was getting there. Okay. All well, right. So I'm here's. Just, <laughs> I'm a little antsy today. You brought me this coffee that is super jacked. I mean, this is like concentrated espresso bro and i'm loving it so you better be on top of your game today uh, i'll finish your sentences for you <laughs> so i and i'm used to my coffee because that's what i drink right i had it i had it the other day well, and, i drink girl coffee when you're not around yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and normally i never get the shakes man i of course i hadn't eaten or anything i drink a uh, you know, 12 ounces of my coffee. And uh, all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I can experience why. And, it, and then I gave some to a friend of mine that came over and he, he gives up and he goes, I got to go home. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it slow here, Johnny. What happens in the final judgment? Everybody thinks that, oh, you die and everybody meets God. That's there's a little bit of truth to that, but that's really not biblically. Yeah. What's up? Well, there's a whole lot of truth. Every, everybody meets God. That's the part that's true. But that's kind of the only part that's true. And it's really important to know this stuff. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Satan's trying to feed people a bunch of lies, water it down, twist it, just get people not to know. And and that's not what prepares you for life. That's yeah. not what prepares you for eternity. Yeah. So, and that's what we want to do. Our goal is to prepare you for eternity. What happens at the final judgment? That's what we're going to talk about today. I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And if you've not been on his podcast, you need to go to Pastor Duke on any podcast platform and it'll pop right up or go to PastorDuke.com. And they can schedule you to come in and do a conference. Yeah, I just got back from uh, Fall River, Massachusetts. They do not pronounce their ahs in Fall River. <laughs> I know where all those ahs went to. They went to Ohio. We put them in the wash. Right. We wash our squash. Amen. <laughs> and, then, well, and then you come out here and it's not a drawer. Like you pull out the drawer, it's, it's draw. draw. Yeah, you got to get the draw. <laughs> Not everybody can be as perfect as Buckeyes, amen. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which other people realize are just worthless nuts. Yeah, that, but, uh, does it worthless nuts? Well, and then you go south, and then uh, uh, hey, Andy, where are you? Right chair. <laughs> Andy, I don't even know how we digress, but what happens at the final judgment, brother? If you go in prayer, then we will get started. We need it. Let's pray, Father. We pray that this next 40 minutes or so together will bring blessing and truth and empowerment of the Holy Spirit to live godly and denying self and live righteously in this present evil world. Lord, we pray you can look down on us, your kids, and be proud of us, that we're humble, uh, that we love you and we love one another. So uh, anoint our words to, to teach people uh, biblical truth to prepare for life and eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. What happens at the final judgment? Well, the first thing that we got to understand about the final judgment is that it cannot be avoided. You can't skip this. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, I'm just not into that. Yeah. I, know. I don't think I'll put that on my schedule. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go there. So, you know, just, just, just shut up. Leave me alone. Yeah. Can't do it. I feel so good just the way I am. Yep. You cannot avoid this. 
There's no riding the fence. No. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Satan owns the fence. To not make a decision for Christ is to make a decision for Satan, and you're going to be sitting here at the great white throne judgment. You will be judged at the final judgment of Christ. You know, life is an open book test. We should open the book. Yeah. And, and know. I, I used right, to love those right, teachers. That's, that's perfect. I used to love every now and then I get a teacher just tell you what's going to be on the test. And I love that. Cause I did really well with that. Right. <laughs> if they just said study and, and, and say your prayer and see what's up, I didn't do so good with that. Do I, you ever remember, yeah, taking a test and you look at it and you, and you go, uh, I didn't miss that many days of school that I missed all this information and none of it was on a test. You felt tricked. You felt uh, deceived. You felt uh, lost, right? But God doesn't do that for us. God yeah, gives us the answers. The open book test. He tells us what's going to come up on the final exam. Yeah. And there will be a final examination, a final judgment. And it's, it's, it, there's different judgments for different people. They come at different times, and the Bible makes it so crystal clear. So you got good news. Yeah. I'm going to jump, shut up for a second. We, so that's, and that's the thing. All right, so regardless of how we may choose to interpret prophecy, this open book test, right, on end times, we're told in Hebrews 9, 7, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. And so uh, we can't avoid death. Nobody avoids death. So far, everybody's died. It's, it's guaranteed. So uh, it's just a yeah. matter of time. And, uh, man, I hate to say it, but, boy, I'm telling you, we've seen a lot better people die and a lot worse people stay alive. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and it breaks my heart when that happens. I'm like, Lord, these ones are so evil, and you take a good soldier. I don't understand it. Yeah, God's not on our calendar. John the Baptist, only, what, 33, 32, yeah. when he went home to be with the Lord and and, uh, and, and he didn't, and by the way, he didn't go the way he had intended. I promise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So longevity yeah. on earth is not the test or the reward. It's, uh, uh, it, dude, that's a great point. That is a great point because the reality is we're not, we're, listen, we're not promised tomorrow. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's not better to, uh, die young doing right than live long doing wrong. Yeah, we all have a divine appointment with our creator. And the uh, 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 John, the apostle John, he recorded some details in the final judgment. Now I'm getting into the book that you love, <laughs> the book of Revelation. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of addicted there. <laughs> right? It says, then I saw a great white throne. And listen to that, a great white throne. That is for unbelievers. This is where everybody who rejects Jesus will end up. This is their judgment day. Yeah, and you can't avoid it. Uh, then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. Them is the people, the things on earth. Yeah. And, and I, I always see that no place for them. I think I, I always put in parentheses to hide. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's this overwhelming fear uh and that's a legitimate fear they i mean this is this is god this is creator god yeah. they're, they're naked <coughs> they're literally mentally emotionally historically their whole life is right there before their eyes before god's eyes and they wish they weren't there they wish they would have listened they remember uh people trying to tell them about jesus uh you know grandma whatever somebody at school and they mocked them all that's going through their mind and they want to hide and there's nowhere for them to hide. That's yeah. How, that's how I picture that. I, that's well, and there isn't, there is zero places for anybody yeah. to hide. Verse 12, it says, and I saw the dead small and great. That is the, the poor of the world all the way to the Bidens of the world and, uh, and the Obamas and, uh, Winfrey's and, and the George Soros is the world. Yeah. Yeah. The right, the, the small and great, meaning the, the people who were insignificant on earth and the people who had a name on the earth, right. Doesn't mean they're anything. Uh, it just means nobody's exempt from this. It, you know, at this point, nothing else matters. You know, I tell people uh, at the end of the road, it's what, what you did with Jesus is the only thing that's going to matter. And these are the people that 
did not turn to Jesus, right. did not right. trust him. Right. They spurned beneath their feet the precious blood of, of, of Christ, and now it's too late. It's too late. Listen, when you get to this point, this is it. This is your decision for life. So then it goes on. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Now, here's what's interesting. We have two sets of books. We have the books, which I believe contain all the information that is one of them right there. It's the, this is the book that we have be opened. We have, well, here's the thing. The book of life is because we're going to be judged by that book. Right. That's the book we're going to be judged by. But the books that were open were, were the books that everything is written in about everything you ever did. And when I say you, I'm talking to you who do not know Jesus Christ because these books do not pertain to us. Mm-hmm. Then he opens the book of life. Well, the book of life literally is the book that has all the names in it that have life or there's going to be in heaven. So he looks in the book of life and he goes, oh, you're not in there. So now we're going to go to the books. I've heard it called, I've heard it called the books of evidence. All right. The real evidence of everything we've ever done. Cause we just have this, we just dismiss our own sinfulness and I, Oh, it's that big deal. Okay. I remember when I was a druggie. Well, at least I'm an organic hippie, man. I'm, right. <laughs> I'm doing it pure, man. You know, I only do natural drugs, you know. I don't right. do the synthetics anymore. Right. You know, I'm a good guy. I'm a good drug. I'm a good doper. You know, you guys that do the synthetics, you're the bad dopers. How funny is We that? always justify ourselves. We justify everything, don't we? Yeah, well, but not except at this time. You're, it's, it's, and, and that's the thing. The book of life is the book that, the names are in that are in heaven and the books are the books of evidence against you who have denied Christ and what's going to justify your eternal time in hell. Yeah. You can sum it all up in one word. Guilty. Yeah. Says, and the dead were judged according to their works. The dead are the spiritually dead that have been separated from God. That's the dead. Yep. And, uh, it said the rich man died in in hell, Hades. He was waiting for this big event. Yeah. When when you know Grandma died with Jesus in her heart, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Right. But when you, people die without Christ uh, and in Hades, they go to Hades and they wait, and it's a it's a yucky place. Well, too. Luke Luke sixteen gives us a beautiful example of that. Pretty pretty straight up. Yeah. And I I believe. Now listen, this this is what I believe, and one day I'm going to do a podcast on it. And um, uh, probably a podcast alone on this. <laughs> I know how you avoid all the all the tough topics. I, right? <laughs> but I believe in Luke, it describes, and, and obviously it's Old Testament event because it says you have Moses and the prophets when, when Abraham's talking to the rich man. But I believe that that is a picture you, there's no purgatory, but when you die, you don't go to heaven. Uh, you go to, you go to, yeah, as a believer, you don't go to heaven. You go to, okay, so, so let, let me back up. If you believe Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and you die today, I believe, and, and I have scripture and I have all this stuff to back it up, but I'm just throw it out there right now. Just to hang myself. <laughs> You're going to do two podcasts on one here, Johnny. So I believe that. You don't go to heaven, but you go to the Garden of Eden, Abraham's bosom. And if you don't know Christ as your Savior, that you go to the desert. And there's a great chasm between the two where neither can cross over. And that's what Luke talks about. And, and, and that's another podcast, and I'll talk about it one day. Because when you die today before the rapture, when Christ raptures us out, he's going to take 
the whole church. This is another podcast. I'm shutting up. Here we go. Let me get back on this because that's just that is way too deep. You can't start that. You can't start. Johnny that chased the rabbit. Johnny chased the rabbit. <laughs> you can't start that and not. John, I'm going to pull up. you out of the ditch. Let's get back. Uh, in here we on go. Verse here. thirteen. Man, I love you. The sea. <laughs> The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of the fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Lake of fire is hell. So listen, guys, if you're not in the book of life, and the only ones in the book of life are the ones who believe unto Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior— if you're not in that book, you're cast into hell, and God will judge you according to your works. This passage that we just talked about, uh, it introduces us to the final judgment and the, uh, to the end of human history and the beginning of eternal uh, yeah. of the eternal state that you're going to be in. That's sacred. That's beautiful. That's That was God's plan. It's like, okay, I'm getting them through. I'm going to test them, make sure they love me or not, because God is love. He want, he, he pours his out, uh, love out on us, generally to the whole world, universal love. Whosoever will come, come and drink of the water of life freely. But then he's got that plan for his family, for his kids. He gives us this beautiful world, this beautiful planet, and it was a garden. It was perfect. Sin messed it up. He's got a plan to fix it. He's got this all up his sleeve, and this is for the people who failed the test. This yeah. is for the people that closed the book. These are the people. That These are for the people God. who said, "I'm not interested." Yeah, I had when I first read this in my first Bible way back in 1972. I remember what I wrote in 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 that in the, in the, the little notes there. Nobody wants to be here, and you know what, Johnny? Nobody has to be there. Nobody has to be there. Yeah, they're gonna choose to be there. I remember when I first read it and I realized I had already accepted Jesus as my savior. And I just remember that, that prayer that I prayed six weeks ago on my knees and asked Jesus to, to be my savior, to forgive me, come into my heart, change. I'm not going to be there. Right. Right. I'm not going to be there. Uh, and, and, and it's not because we're any more special than anyone else. It's because God is so special and we choose to believe that. We, we believed and repented, yeah. repented and believed. Yeah. That's all. We're, we're as guilty as, the, as these people, but we're but we're forgiven we receive not yeah be that's the only reason we're forgiven this passage talks about the end of human history the beginning of the eternal state and it's really pretty scary but listen we can be sure of this uh that no mistakes will be made like you we're going to be standing before the judge and we're going to be convicted if we don't know Christ as our savior, there'll be no mistakes made. We're going to be judged by a perfect God, Matthew five forty eight. Therefore you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. God is perfect. He maketh no mistake. Mm -hmm. Pure justice. First John one five says this. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. And by the way, the him is Jesus. Jesus comes to earth. So it would read, this is the message which we have heard from Jesus and declare to you that God, infinite God, eternal God, perfect God, Father God is light. And in this God, there's no darkness at all. He's perfect. I see social justice warriors today, and that's kind of what I would have been back in my day, you know, Vietnam War, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Re resistance and all that kind of stuff and all the racial things. And I was kind of a, what today they would call a social justice warrior, and I, and I see them, and they mean so well. So but there's no times. social justice in their message. No, no. It, and then, of course, if you're not just on their team – then then they hate you right yeah that's why i say there's no social yeah. justice because yeah. they're so biased and one-sided that but they, you know they use that word justice and they don't know what they're talking about it's like dude you you don't want justice right you're, you're gonna wind up you here. want mercy you're gonna get justice it's oh, coming for everybody goodness. my papa would have said ain't nobody getting away with nothing right <laughs> You know, and that's coming. Right. That is absolutely right. coming. That's that's kind right. of a crude way to 
paraphrase that verse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm thinking, yeah. man, don't don't seek justice, seek mercy. And when you yeah. find mercy, you find forgiveness to those that are unjust. And then those that, that are unjust see mercy. And it, you know, nothing makes injustice look possibly worse than to see righteousness. Oh my goodness. And, right. And we should, instead of just getting in the fray with them, we should just, by the grace of God, live above it. And so to those of you who might be social justice warriors, be mercy people, receive mercy, give mercy. Because uh, so- social justice warriors really do seem to be pretty hateful. Yeah. And it, social justice has never come no. in this world. That's oh, by the why. way, and it won't. It, it, listen, go. listen that, Jesus even says, the poor you will have with you yeah. always. There will not be social justice in this world till Christ comes. That's why he's right, coming to right. set up his kingdom when finally there will be social justice. The millennium, baby. Oh, baby, the mother of all parties. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Johnny thinks he's going to be riding a motorcycle 150 miles an hour around these S curves. Listen, listen, because then I can't die again. Well, I and then know. I just I think, hope, I, I think hope Johnny's going to be in the garden raising raspberries <laughs> with the Duke Meister. That's what I think. I want my motorcycle. You're going to be a happy hippie, man, without a, without a, a fast motorcycle. I don't know. Don't talk like that. <laughs> what the crap, dude? Man, my love for you was waning at that very moment. <laughs> when you taste my watermelon, how did okay, I'll again. be loving you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you think no motorcycle. Uh, well, you know, we look what we had. To, we're excited about what we're facing. We don't yeah. maybe have it all figured out, no. but I'm not. I don't want people to be there. That's why you right, and I came to right, New York right. all those years ago because we want people ready. We want yes. to open the book for you now have you ready and equip those of you who are ready to be uh help other people not and, and i may have the only motorcycle during that time so if you see a motorcycle <laughs> if you get one i get one that's what i'm saying you get one i'm with you yeah because we need to it'll ride be, it'll be justice if you get one i get one. <laughs> oh my goodness that's so funny all right so look make no mistake uh we're going to be judged by a perfect god and then there's three things that we have to understand Three things. Number one, God will be perfectly just and fair. Acts 10, 34 says this. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive God shows no partiality. Mm-hmm. So you're, listen, listen, the, Jesus is not going to be bought. Uh, Jesus is, and he, by the way, he's going to be the judge and we're going to get to that. Galatians 3.28 says this, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. There is no partiality. God will be fair and he will be just, and he doesn't care who you are on earth because he will show no partiality. Let me give you an application to that verse. That That is a fabulous, fabulous truth. When we grasp this truth, there's no more gender battles. None. There's no more racial done. stuff. It's done. Done. There's no more social economic uh, jealousies in it. Done. It's just, it's just done. And so that's where it's going to end up. And we can have that now by faith in Jesus Christ. Right. And we're not... We're all caught up in the fray of trying to justify ourselves and put others down in justice. We're at peace with God. And when we have peace with God, we'll have peace with people. And um, we can have a little taste of heaven even while we're here. Yep. Amen. Absolutely. And that's the thing. So God will be perfectly just and fair. That's the first thing. The second thing that we have to understand is that God cannot be deceived. Amen. Boy, I'm telling you, people are going to think they can manipulate, yeah. but it's not going to happen. Look here in verse uh, uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Do not be deceived. <laughs> Don't be mistaken. Don't misunderstand this. Hear it clearly. That's what he's saying. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. And then we go back to Revelation that we read earlier where the books are open, the evidence books are open, and there'll be no denial. Mm -hmm. You will have a perfect memory when God starts reading all that. Yeah, that's me. That's what I did. 
That's exactly what I said. You're just yep. going to hang Got your head. All. You can't deny. Listen, there's one thing about when truth is revealed, you can't, you just can't deny it. Yeah, there'll be no, uh, there'll be no uh, greedy uh, attorneys assisting <laughs> you to uh, find a loophole. Right? Yeah. Because you won't have an attorney. You will have God or Jesus specifically. You all the witnesses and the books. Yep. That's it. It'll be a terrifying moment. Dude, I, I, I terrifying. I've, I've sat and pondered that verse uh, a lot because it motivates me to be a good Christian. It motivates me to win people to Christ. So I ponder it and I, I just, I, I kind of get into the narrative and I just see myself standing before God and, you know, my name is called and I, and I'm standing before God alone and then he opens the books and it's there's no denial it's all there and then the woulda coulda shoulda thing just be, I think over, it's going to overwhelm people how many times listen th think about that how many times have we on earth done the woulda coulda shoulda thing mm -hmm. in our mind played it backwards rewound it did it again and oh why did I why did I why I did think I? they're going to carry that woulda coulda shoulda into eternity yeah well but they're not going to give it to Jesus because he's not going to hear it. No, Listen, I mean, I mean, when they're separated from God oh, yeah. in eternity, in agony, I think the woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's going to keep replaying in there. And I think I think Pilate's going to be washing his hands. I wash my hands of his, I'm innocent of his blood. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. I think he's just going to say that over and over again in eternity. Well, because you know? here's the thing. He's not innocent because he had the power to give life or to take life away. And he chose to take Jesus's life. So the pressure wasn't on him. Mm -hmm. I'm innocent of this. Listen, I'm going to give you this man and let you do whatever you want with him, but I'm not guilty of his death. No, you gave him over. You're guilty. That was his big moment in life. And he totally wimped out. He totally <sighs> lived for self. And I think he'll be writhing in eternity. Why I I'm innocent of this man's blood, but it's too late. It's too late. And I think people are going to carry what it could have, should have, what it could have, should have. Yeah. I, I have um, friends and family member that we've clearly presented the gospel to and lived the gospel in front of them, and, and they they hate us. Uh, yeah, and just, how many have how many have died that you've done that with? And they've already died, and now they're looking back. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda. But now it's we can, yeah can it's not too late so so the three things we need to understand is one god will be perfectly just and fair two god cannot be deceived and three god cannot be swayed by any prejudices excuses or lies luke 14 16 through 24 this is a wonderful passage a little lengthy but listen to what's being said here these are the words of jesus yeah Great point. Thank you. These are Christ's words. Then he said to him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, well, that's today, isn't it? <laughs> excuses, excuses. At any rate, um, the first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. Cause you know, the land's going to run away if he doesn't go look at it. Oh yeah. <laughs> He already bought it. Why does he got to go look at it? Didn't he, didn't he look at it before he purchased it? Lousy excuse. Just saying. Lame excuse, my father would say. Very lame. Uh, and then he says, uh, I must go and see it. I asked, you, I asked you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I asked you to have me excused. Oh, all of a sudden, I got to go work. I got to go try out my new toy and see how it is. Listen, you own it. It's, it's not going anywhere. The dog ate my homework, Johnny. This, all these excuses remind me of excuses that people use not to go to church. Yeah. And it absolutely frustrates the snot out of me, man. I'm telling you. There are times where I'm like, I just want to grab them up in righteous anger and shake. <laughs> no, but it just exposes 
on the outside what's something's wrong on the inside. On the, I want to be in church, man. I can't. Right? I wish I could go to three different churches every Sunday. Cause Dude, listen, I, in, in the 25, 26 years that I've been saved, I can count on one hand how many times I've missed church. Yeah. And I haven't been a pastor. People, oh, because you're the pastor. No, 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 yeah. no. It's because before I was ever a pastor, dude, I just never miss. I don't miss. Doors are open. We're there. Yeah. I don't want to miss out on the action. That's where the action is. <laughs> and people that I love and there's that, that camaraderie and, oh, my goodness, all the good stuff, man, is in church. Really is. Yeah. It's where Jesus said, I'll meet you there. And I, I realize he meets me in my quiet place and all that, but there's a special place in church. It, there in, is. In the assembly. The gifts are all there. Well, let's, I, I don't want to get a soft yeah. topic. So here. verse 20, still another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot. <laughs> That's almost Adam coming again. Eve, the woman that you gave me. <laughs> I, I'm married. She says, no, sorry. I cannot come. I'm not a wife. Uh, I'm married. Any rate. God's been hearing that excuse for a long time. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> It's just, every time I read it, I just find so much humor in that. Verse 20. Still another, oh, no, I already read that. I married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. No reason of why. I just, look, I, I got I got me a woman, and yeah, I can't come. You don't need to know no more. <laughs> I can't be there. Verse 21. <laughs> <okay>, <laughs> God sits in heaven and laughs when he hears these excuses, doesn't he? Especially that one. It's interesting. God's not buying any of these excuses. Right. Just, that is a great point. He, I think he's mocking these excuses. Verse 21. So that, so that servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house being angry mm-hmm. because, listen, they all got an invite. It wasn't like, listen, it wasn't like it was last minute. Hey, yo, why don't you come on over? I'm having a party tonight. They got an invite. There was an invite. There was a process of time. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the day comes. Yeah, the the money has been spent. The seat has is, 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 is been designated. And then they have the audacity not to show up. Oh, and not only not show up, but give the most lousy excuses. These people that give me, they're, they're oh, pastor, I won't be in church next week. Why? Oh, well, you know, because my car needs washed for Monday. <laughs> my grass needs mowed. My grass needs mowed. I'm like, listen, man, God has given you, what? what is it, 168 hours a week, 164 yeah. hours a week, whatever it is. You can't give him two of that back? L- listen, I'm... Uh, okay these are preachers we want people to be in church because we want to help them right you don't get here's the thing home do you know what changes people's lives getting involved in church honestly does any rate so the master of the house being angry said to a servant go out quickly into the streets and lanes of, of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. Go out quickly because, listen, we have all this food. This party's ready to happen. This wedding is going on. This this event is, listen, we are ready to go. <clears throat> and so you know what? You go out and you find anybody willing to come in. Verse 22. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded, and still there's room. Amazing grace. You know, I th- there's so many, there's typology in this, this story. I think the, the party, the feast is maybe could be symbolic of heaven. God wants you there. He wants that. He, that's the whole thing. He wants us there. He wants us there. He, he wants us to know him. He wants us right. to be there. He wants us to enjoy his intentions for us for eternity. And yet, we make these lame excuses because I guess what's what blind people do. They don't understand how good the party's going to be. Right. And they think something I got, I can come up with something better. Better, And they can't. And, uh, well, so and here, sad, here's, here, and here's what's so interesting. The master of the house, verse 21, being angry, said to a servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city. Just go out into the city. Just we're talking the alleyways and, and, and the main streets. Right. And bring in here, 
the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind. Listen, you bring in those that we know have nothing. They, they got nothing going on. You bring them in. We're going to bless them. We're going to rock their socks off, right? And then the master says, it's done. I did everything you said, and it's done. And, and there's still room. Verse 23. Okay, you, you went out into the alleyways and the streets. Now I want you to go out into the highways and the wooded areas. I want you to go out and I, listen, I want you to cover every facet of this city and this town and, and everything around us. Kind of like whosoever will may come scripture with scripture. He is, it doesn't matter who you are. Come, I want you there because I want my house full. I want it filled. I want it overflowing. And then in verse 24, he says this though. And this is the heartbreak for I say to you that none of those men who were invited will ever make it. Those who got the invitation, who had the time, who processed it all. And then at the last minute said, I'm not interested. They shall never taste the goodness of God. We see God's anger. We see God's heartbreak. Our choice. It's bad, our ch bad choice, bad, bad choice. So God will not be swayed and it doesn't matter who you are. You can have excuses. You can have lies. You can have prejudices and God won't be swayed by any of that. He doesn't care who, you know, all he cares is that, you know, him. Yeah. You know, John, I'm, I'm overwhelmed as, as we go through this study, this, these are not small things. No. This, this is big realities in everybody's face. And I, I was just a moment ago, I, it kind of an overwhelming moment, just kind of big picturing this, that none of these big, deep, upcoming realities are even mentioned in most contemporary big shot uh, religious productions we see on TV and online, these big people drawing big crowds and they just completely avoid the realities that, that are waiting. These things are going to happen and people get big religious crowd, big religious hype, make people feel fantastic and people have no clue. They have no coming. clue. You know, you talk about these, these big platforms, right? Yeah. And I showed you a video of Stephen Furtick, mm -hmm. right? And you guys are like, uh, you shouldn't talk about other people. Um, when they're ungodly and wrong and, 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 and they're leading people astray. Yeah. We talk about other people look on the bright side. I'm not talking about Joel yet. <laughs> well, it's, it, you know, Johnny, you I, didn't I appreciate that yeah. one at all. Go ahead. Bro. No, no, I, I, I did. I'm just, so, I'm completely absorbed in the front front half of that. Um, that thought people feel so good, but they're so biblically illiterate. Yeah. And, um, well, and here, here was my point of Stephen Furtick real quick, because I don't want you guys to think that I'm just, Oh, I'm picking on everyone. But you know, you talked about that. You don't see this, right? You're, you're not seeing these truths spoken of on these big platforms and Stephen Furtick, just to give you an example, and, I, and, and you can Google this. It's not like I'm, I'm making anything up. Uh, uh, Stephen Furtick claims he is God. I heard it. I think and I was, showed it to you in its entirety yeah, thought, it, not it, just a clip. Yeah, I saw it, three different, different presentations of it, and, and uh, those are the phrases. I think he was using it in the context that God was speaking to somebody, but when you hear it, I just, I, I, I it's like ice water go through my veins. Yes. It's like, and the crowd is in a frenzy, a, a total frenzy. And, and, and then the, you have the music in the background, da, 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 just drawing them all in. It was a dramatic production to move emotions. And it's like, no, 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 God has given us truth. I want to be driven by truth, yeah. not by emotion. Because yeah. you can get yeah. so high emotionally, and then you need to get high emotionally again mm -hmm. and again and right. again. But, but what he talks about, what Furtick says is, uh, he, he's in this whole rant, which doesn't even make sense. Half of it because, and he's wrong. He's, he's, he's right. And he's wrong. I mean, he has just enough truth in there to keep you sucked in. Yeah. Yeah. And then he yells, I am God. Like, Whoa. And he doesn't back up from yeah. that. But the people are in such a hype at that point when they hear it, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's so sad, but it's just, it's subtle. Yeah. It, it was more subtle. Yeah. He takes yeah. certain truths. Uh, Eve, don't you know that the day you eat of it, you'll be just like God, knowing good and evil? And he takes a little bit of truth and he takes a big fat lie and he draws her in. And, and that same thing I that see That was the happening. same thing with him. And, I, and I've watched false teachers for 50 yeah. years. I've been watching. Yeah. They, they rise up and they go away. They rise up. And they always have the same thing. They well, how people. about how about Andy Stanley? Yeah. Andy Stanley said, you don't need the Bible. Andy Stanley said, we don't need the Old Testament. It doesn't count to us. Uh, are you serious? The Old Testament gives you, shows you who God is. It seems to me as I, as I take a look at that phenomenon of people that kind of rise up and they have the great communicators. They're, they're oh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to tell you, Andy very, Stanley is a great communicator. Very, very gifted and right. very much understanding our times and kind of meeting people. But a lot of people just don't handle success real well. Right. And especially people that, you know, he came on the coattails of his dad, and his dad was rather awesome. And uh, there's no question he was used of God. And I've seen this over and over again for almost 50 years. As time went on. As, as people rise up, you know, Ravi Zacharias. And, I mean, I, I, I don't want to go into that. I want to end up on something sure, really good sure, and sure. positive. Yeah. But you see people rising up and very keenly, communicating and yet they use truth to kind of pull people into themselves and then they get a little crazy right and i've watched it for 50 years and it saddens me but on the good side as my travels go around it was just in a wonderful little church in uh uh, eastern massachusetts we you you meet these pastors and their wives who are bivocational living by faith trusting god for everything the real deal yeah, by the way, j- just because you have a big platform does not make you right. And just because you have a little platform does not make you wrong. Yeah, yeah. And and I see... That platform is not what determines your righteousness yeah. and your understanding of scriptures. It is, do you hang on to the word of God or do you preach your own word? Yeah. And I see the real deal all yeah. over the country. And I try to focus on that because it's frustrating to see um, people to get the big high platforms. Jesus told the Pharisees, you love the higher seats. Don't look for the higher seats. Look for the lower seats. And if they bump you up, right, that's God's pro that's God's business. Right. And so if God wants to bump us up and cause our podcast, go out to another thousand people, well, so be it to the glory of God, if he can use it. But, um, these are huge events that are locked in stone. People are going to be there. They're going to be prepared or unprepared. There's no way out. And we're warning people. Yep. The scriptures are very clear. Jesus, yep. these are the words of Jesus. Right, right. But people will very conveniently avoid the words of Jesus and say they're representing Jesus. I know. That makes me sick. Yeah, I don't even know how. Yeah, how can, yeah. so let's, let's recap. Uh, three things that we have to understand. One, God will be perfectly just and fair. Two, God cannot be deceived. Three, God cannot be swayed. And then there's something else that I want you to see that people miss, like they really miss this, and that Je- and that is Jesus Christ will be the judge. And people are like, God is love. God is love. We're not going to be judged. What do you do with this passage, John 5, 22? This is Jesus speaking. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. There you go, dragging Jesus' words into Christianity again. Right? <laughs> so when we look at that, listen, you have to understand, you can't throw this passage out. You can't say, God's not going to judge me. God is going to judge you. We just went through how many verses that God's going to judge. He's going to be a fair judge and a righteous judge. And and we looked in Revelation and made it very clear that you're going to be judged by every act and every deed that you have done. And, And the problem is all unbelievers will be judged by Jesus Christ. He is the judge. And, you know, when you go, only God can judge me, you are right. But, man, that is a judgment that you don't want. Be sure he will. Be sure he's going to lay it out clearly, plainly. All believers will be judged by Christ at the great white throne judgment, and they will be punished according to the works that they have done. You will not escape it. The only escape you have 
is Jesus Christ, and we're going to get to that. But the Bible is very clear that unbelievers are storing up wrath. Listen, wrath, God's wrath. Unbelievers are storing up God's wrath against themselves. Look at this, Romans 2, 5, and 6. But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Verse 6, who will render to each one according to his deeds? Just said the same thing all over again, didn't it? Listen, if you are an unbeliever, you are going to have to, you, Duke, I, I hate this part. Yeah, this isn't fun. I hate this part because if you're an unbeliever, you will experience the wrath of God from God through Jesus Christ specifically being poured out on you. And that is going to be a horrendous day. And to prepare people for that horrendous day, we do what we do. We sacrifice our lives, what we would have been and what we would have done, which this is far greater. This is not a complaint. It's a no. privilege to do this. I'm thrilled. I, I love doing this podcast. Uh, well, I love preaching. I love every aspect. I, yeah. Of it. yeah. But that that's a motivation for, for our audience. And when you when these truths move all people right. to to go deeper with Christ and give what, our or lives. to walk away or to walk away because yeah. some people are going to look at this yeah. and they're going to go, Oh, fooey. That's, I can't, you can't believe it. I've been, you've been preaching that for years I, and years I, and years. I can't walk away from this. I stand up to this. Uh, I, I accept a responsibility for this and I've given my life to warn people. Right. And, uh, some people, Hey, thousands of people have listened and they love us. And then probably more thousands of people thought I was an idiot and didn't right. listen, right. but they'll wish I would. Right. They'll be part of the woulda, coulda, shoulda crowd. There'll be days, I think, that for some, that God has used this podcast to pierce your heart, that you heard truth and you stopped in your tracks and went, what if? And then you said, never mind, I'm not interested. And so for eternity, you will hear our voices on that podcast. That podcast to be on replay, replay, replay to be looping, right? Like an old uh, record skip. Uh, right. It's the same thing. But you think know. about that. What if that actually happens where God goes, look, this was your moment that I spoke to you through this podcast and you walked away from me. Or from a sermon or from a witness or whatever. somebody gave you, you know, he, he knocked on your door and you, you, you said no. And then you wind up at that great white throne judgment. Yep. Unbelievers are storing up wrath against themselves. We see that in Romans two, five and six believers will also be judged. The believers, uh, now it's a different judgment is called the judgment seat of Christ. We find it in Romans fourteen ten. but why do you judge your brother? Now this is is for Christians only, your brother, your uh, your Christian, your fellow uh, 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 brother or sister in Christ. Or why do you show contempt for your brother? Again, the Christian, for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ is for believers. The great white throne judgment is for non-believers. And so believers are going to be judged. But I'm going to tell you this, this is how we're going to be judged. Jesus is going to say, you believe because Jesus is a judge. You believe in me, paid your price. You're, you're forgiven. Come on in. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. First Corinthians chapter three gives a lot of details on it. Is that part, part coming up or should I jump in here? No, uh, go ahead. Cause I'm not bringing it up. Well, to summarize it for, I see time is fleeting quickly. Um, the judgment seat of Christ is a judgment of fire, uh, and everything we do in our life is considered uh, in this text wood, hay, and stubble, or gold, silver, precious stone. Um, and when wood, hay, stubble goes through the fire, it burns up and it's gone. And everything that you and I do in this life that would be in the flesh, selfishness, mm -hmm. all that, greed, that's all wood, hay, stubble. Right. But everything we do is we walk in the spirit and kindness and affection and forgiveness and faithfulness and 
uh, charity and all those things that we do in the spirit. That's gold, silver, precious stone. Yeah, well, this, this is uh, uh, 1 Corinthians three eleven through 15, if you want me to read it. And let me, for time's sake here, yeah. I just kind of quoted it, but I have a ring on my finger, uh, my, my wedding band. It's been through the fire, and that fire is good. It cleanses. And so the judgment seat of Christ, all, the, all that we've done as believers, all of our sins have been forgiven. Right. They were judged at the cross. Jesus took the rap. He took the penalty for our sin at the cross. But for all of us who've been to the cross, um, we were forgiven. All of our sin, past, present, and future, forgiven. One sacrifice, once for all, uh, for those who believe. Now we're at the judgment seat of Christ. We're purified. And for things we've done in the spirit, we reap reward, eternal reward. And that which we did in the flesh is burn away. We don't take that with us into eternity. And so that's a motivation to walk mm-hmm. in the spirit. I know as a child, I wanted to make my daddy proud. Uh, he worked nights, couldn't go to my games. But, um, uh, you know, if I went three for four in a baseball game, you know, <laughs> I might wake up. He'd get home from work about one thirty in the morning. I might have my alarm set to get up and tell dad that, one, three for four in the baseball game. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. I just want you to know that. And I want to make, I, I know you do too, John. We want to make our Heavenly Father proud of us. Hell yeah. This is a sweet part of Christianity. It's not all this technical and it's just like, this is real truth. We're living in it. We're go- I'm going to stand. All of us believers are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I want to make my father happy. I want to make him proud. Yeah, I'm going to read this passage, man, because I think I think it's too you, good. It's too good. You pulled out a great passage. Uh, I'm stunned I didn't pull it out, to be quite honest with you. So I get the point? Then? You get the point. Okay. <laughs> Verse 11. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. And so this is what you were talking about on the being exposed, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet as though through fire. If your work is not rooted in Christ because you're a child of God, you're going to suffer loss, but that loss is loss of life. Mm -hmm. It's not like you just lost whatever you put the effort in. You lost your life. But to those who build it on the foundation of Jesus Christ, um, and you said it so beautifully, we're going to, we're, listen, God's just going to go, that's what Jesus did. He covered, he covered that, but you're okay. Yeah. I put myself there ahead of time, if best I can. I don't want to be taken off guard and I, I want to honor my father. And, you know, the Bible talks about crowns. This mm-hmm. is when the crowns will be given out different crowns yeah. for special yeah. uh, service. And, and then if we get crowns, people say, what are you going to do with the crown in heaven? And I think we're going to be casting our crowns before him. I think we're going to, I think we're going to give those, those are our gifts to him. Yeah. And we, if we've received crowns, it's by, by his grace. Yep. And we have that great honor of taking that crown, which we didn't really deserve, but we did earn it because we died to self. We, mm-hmm. we stood the test of time. There was a martyr's crown. I hope not to get that one, but, um, uh, pastor's crown. So here's the funny thing. I'm like, that's the only one I won't get. I want them all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, but I, but you're right. It's like, oh yeah. my goodness, you don't want a martyr's crown because but, that can be scary. Yeah, but just think of the moment of, of you, you finished your course. You, you, he yeah. knocked on your door. You opened it. You gave your life to Christ. You sacrificed. You served. And we don't do it for reward, but the reward will come. It, it's there. And, and then, then all of a sudden, this is going to be our reality. This yeah. is this this is going to happen. Yeah. And and we have a crown or yeah. whatever, and then we have the honor. I, I think it would be kind of a private moment. you know. Well, you know, I look at it like this. I, I don't know that it's going to be private. I, I, but I'll well, t- parts of it were definitely public. Yeah, yeah. And, and we, we can't be sure. The Bible doesn't right. say. It does not say. But here's the way I think it's going to be. Think about this. Um. The judgment seat of Christ, everyone's going to be there just like the great white throne judgment. Everybody's watching. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe the lost world will watch. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm saying like, like in, for the judgment seat of Christ, everybody's going to be there. The great white throne judgment, everybody's going to be there. Everybody's going to witness what's going on. 
And it's kind of like going to a birthday party, but you didn't care enough to buy a gift. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> what a clear illustration. Ooh. And everyone's yeah. going to go up and go, here's my gift. And he's going to open it in front of everyone. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And then it's your turn and you got to go up and go, I got nothing in front of everyone. Yeah. Humiliation. I, because listen, we're not, we're in the judgment seat. It doesn't mean we're not going to heaven, but I do believe that. Woulda, coulda, shoulda moment. Woulda, coulda, shoulda moment. Right. I believe it's that woulda, coulda, shoulda moment where you have this whole opportunity to present to God all the love you had for him, but all you had was salvation. Yeah. <laughs> and you could, you got nothing to present. You didn't sacrifice. You didn't weren't serious about missions. You didn't witness to people. You, you didn't, didn't, you did but, nothing. You, you know, you just sporadic at church and you know, <sighs> you never really carried the burden for others. Jude said you got in, whereas by your britches were smoking, like yeah. you saved yet. So as by fire. fire. Yeah. I, I want to, I I'd love to be able like, to that's fire. all you got was salvation. You, you got nothing to give to Jesus on that day. You know, we'll just give another little facet of this one. And I know time is fleeting here, but I, I've off and I, that judgment seat of Christ, you know, everything will be settled. You know, there's, there's, I have a couple unresolved situations in, in, with people in this world and it breaks my heart and I, I will love, but you know what I can say with a pure heart, I'll race you to the judgment seat. Right. You know, I, I have a pure heart before God and man. Yeah. That's, that's a huge statement. I'll race you to the judgment seat. That means I have no reservation, no fear, nothing mm -hmm. to hide. And I'll see I'd like you to there. settle it now, yeah. but it will be settled. It on will be personal things. And so I'll race settled. people. To, if, if I'm, if I'm guilty, then yeah. I would, I, I couldn't, I don't think I could say that. Yeah. So, so our fate is in our own hands right now. As long as we're alive, <clears throat> we can make a decision. The end of our soul's journey will be either in eternal heaven or eternal hell. Matthew 5, 24 says this. And guys, listen, that's why you have the choice today. You can decide. You can you can stop right where you're at and go, Jesus, forgive me. I'm a sinner. Today, I die to you. Today, I choose to live for you. And you're my, you're my savior. Done. It's done. You have, you can do that. Matthew 25, 46 says this. And these will go away in everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Listen, your fate is in your hands. You will either decide for Christ and, and you'll be the righteous and you'll have eternal life, or you will decide against Christ and you will still have eternal life only in the lake of fire and hell and, and where the worm does not die. I mean, it's your choice, but you're going to choose and to not choose Jesus. You automatically choose hell. I mean, it's, it's, it's a given because you're already there. You have to decide to step out of that uh, because you're, you're in it. You're already in it. Um, after death, there's no longer a choice. You're locked in. Your fate is locked in and you're going to stand before the throne of God. Wherever you are, when you die, that is where you will be for eternity. Hebrews 4.13 says that we're going to stand before God as naked. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Politics won't matter. Real estate won't matter. Location won't matter. Social status won't matter. Only thing it'll be matter is what did you do with Jesus? What did you decide for Jesus or against Jesus? And if you didn't decide for Jesus, you're automatically against Jesus. And the day will happen when you will have to give him uh, an account. You're going to have to give an account to him for everything you've ever done. Romans 2, 6 who will render to each one according to his deeds. There's no way out except Jesus. That's it. Johnny, you've been from A to Z, biblically thorough on this topic, and it's a no-brainer for me. <laughs> it, and it's so clear. Listen, we must choose to give... We have to decide 
Are we going to die to Christ or live for ourselves? We have to choose where we will be by accepting or rejecting the sacrifice of Christ. There's no way out of this, guys. It's all about Jesus. We must make the choice before our physical lives on this earth come to an end. Guys, you were born with Satan as your father. And if you don't decide to make Jesus Christ your savior, you will spend eternity in hell. You will go through the great white throne judgment. There will be no way out. But if you surrender to Jesus Christ, you will have life and have life everlasting. Guys, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next week, God bless.